Welcome to the Clarity Call. I'm Alicia. And I'm Kimberly. This is episode 118, Make It Rain. Welcome to the Clarity Call, a podcast dedicated to providing useful information and guidance to those seeking encouragement and support while navigating the challenges of caring for a loved one with special needs. We are sisters living in Texas and passionately advocating for the special needs community. Between us, we have 16 children, six of whom have a medically complex diagnosis or are considered special needs. Join us on a journey of mindful awareness that is sure to help you gain an enlightening perspective to help you embrace, create, and live a life you love. Here we go. Another week. We're so glad you're back with us again. This week, I have a concept that has been very life-altering for me that I am so excited to share with you. I hope that it's as impactful in your life as it is in mine. And maybe you'll be like, why was that such a big light bulb for her? This is kind of like Alicia was like, this is what we teach. Why is this such a big deal? But I love a good acronym. So (laughs) fine. (laughs) Fine. So anyways, before we jump into it, though, Alicia has our reality check. Okay. Yeah, I have a lot for this one. But one happened yesterday. Of course, just yesterday. As this came through, probably right while I was sitting there, because you just sent this to me yesterday. So it was interesting. I was in the middle of it. Mm. But um, so I, a week ago, um, my son's teacher, elementary school teacher, asked me if I would sub her class. And I was like, oh, I'm already subbing two full days the day before that. Like, I don't know. Anyway, I'm like, sure. Okay. Brock's like, please, mom, please mm-hmm. sub my class. Okay, fine. And I don't really love like the general classroom personally, because my heart's in special ed and, you know, needs and one-on-one and resource and just helping those little humans, you know, catch up, be up, be their all best, whatever. And so I'm like, Hey, classroom, song and dance all day long, eight hours. Am I up for it? Okay. So I geared up, we got there a little bit early. Thank goodness, because this seasoned teacher who is great. Um, she wasn't quite prepared for me and, um, it was a little unfortunate she has this huge stack of papers she hands to me and she's flipping through. I'm like, okay, this order, this order, all this chaos, you know? And I'm like, okay, like I can kind of on the fly at any moment do anything. Like that's just, I think when you've done all the things you just like, whatever, nothing's going to rock my world. Right. It's going to be okay. 21 humans, we can do this. I have half of that that I've helped raise. So it's I'm fine. I'm just reminded Brock's seven and eight-year-olds, yes, right? Yes, seven and eight-year-olds. Okay. okay. So cute little classroom. We get in. We get, you know, started. But mind you, this is the first year for this particular teacher at this school, but she's been teaching for like 32 years. The classroom is in um, kind of like cluttery chaos. Mm-hmm. And I was a little surprised But I, for all intents and purposes, like it was fine and we were just going to get through the day. Well, I was starting to have some light bulb moments throughout the day, realizing maybe potentially why Brock has had some change in behavior Mm -hmm. as I'm in this classroom, right? Because we have to remember when we send our kids to school or away from us for six to eight hours a day, the influence that they're getting outside of the home 
is equal to or sometimes greater than the time we're getting to get them in the home during the week. Mm-hmm. You know, and that became real to me. Like, sometimes you can't combat that. Anybody that's dealt with parent time, you send your kid away for the weekend to the other parent. Sometimes you have a lot of detoxing to do when they come back, right? Right. Well, if you're doing this every single day with a child that goes to school and is in different behaviors um, every single day, you're realizing, oh, this is why I'm kind of losing the the you know not control but the behaviors are what's going on and you're just the influence it just was has been feeling a little chaotic the last nine weeks with him well and it i mean it seems like logically you run a very tight ship have a very organized decluttered space for him that he lives in typically so now he's <laughs> spending eight hours in a classroom that is like the opposite of his home environment. Right. And okay. so he's probably living in a little bit of internal chaos himself. Yeah, mental chaos. So as I'm watching him literally not sit down almost all day, I'm like, so she tells me like, well, why won't he sit down? Well, I'm like, here's this child who is anxious inside. So as we get talking about, once we start to talking about what our topic is today, this will all come clear. But... Like, I had to do a lot of thought work myself as I'm teaching. Granted, honing in on him, but taking care of all the kids, right? And trying to be the smile and the let's have fun and let's do our work and stuff like that. And it was really a good day. But I was honing in on Brock and his behaviors and becoming really aware of what my purpose is in his life, how I need to show up. And I, um, I recognized a lot. I had to you know, kind of allow a lot. And then I started doing some investigative work and I actually ended up in a conversation with the assistant principal by the end mm. of the day due to a request from one of the lead teachers and stuff. But until you really get in a situation, you know, I, I'm realizing, especially from our, our last podcast that we did as far as um, making changes, right? right? We have to be willing to get in, yeah, to, to take a chance, make a choice, take a chance, and then... To, uh, to help be part of the change. For sure. Because that's where it's at. And until you do that, this, you know, that's what lies this acronym out so well today is that it was the process that I went through yesterday in realizing that if you want to get to the end result and really caring for the people and the humans and the circumstances, it wasn't just about my child. It was about all the children. And in public education, you know, that is a big deal right now. They really lack so many teachers. It's the same way in the nursing field, as you know, yeah. as we're learning in the medical field. There right. is just a shortage in everywhere yeah. in life. And we need to decide how we're going to show up and the changes that we can help make in a positive direction, advocating for our people first and foremost, but with the, with the total desire to create good in the world and make the changes necessary. Yes, yes. And as she's saying that, I'm thinking... How wonderful it is that we have this work that teaches us to go inward to make the changes that we need to make to show up as the best version of ourselves so that we can help create that change in the world from a positive place and not from the negative hate, anger that we see so much other people reacting and acting out from. Right. And right? I could have just like blamed like, oh, this is why his behaviors all nine weeks have just changed and blame this classroom. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. No, like I showed up in the classroom and then I can take some accountability and whether yes. it's that I help teach him, which modify the things he's learning at school and I can teach or Nurture we can him. make a change to get a different classroom or whatever it is we need to do, 
having compassion and patience, obviously, with the circumstance, because I'm not blaming anybody. Everybody teaches in a different fashion, and I wasn't coming down on any particular person. Like, I just, I, I really feel passionately about giving children, especially, the best opportunity for growth. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. So um, today, we're going to share with you this acronym for RAIN. And it is, again, from Ian Cron. Uh, it's a concept that he shares in his book, The Story of You, which I will link to in the show notes. And he shared it on a podcast episode, which I also will link to so that you can hear that as well. Um, but the acronym stands for R is for recognize, A is for allow, I is for investigate, and N is for nurture. So rain, right? And what he says is in the moment when you get a bad feeling, something that you've attached a negative meaning to, like you're feeling bad, whatever that means for you. Like for me, I can have kind of like a panic attack or a trauma response or like a, a hit of like anxiety that will come up for me. Right. And in those moments, it's very challenging to stop your brain from spinning in thought, mm. spinning in negative thought. Yeah. I had one last night. Okay. Tell us about it. A human in my world, uh -huh. um, in a conversation that was, that I was doing all the right tools and saying, you know, the, the good Showing calm up things. how you wanted to yeah. show up. <clears throat> Told me to, they said the S word that we don't like. And we've never been able to really say in our home. Hush up. But yeah. with a S-H-U-T. Yeah. <laughs> Very dramatically. Wow. And I was like, wow. you just draw the line, you know? Yeah, but how and, can and you that name was that, that feeling? Can oh my gosh. It us? was like. Because this will be really helpful when um, walking through it. It was like, I seriously, my heart's beating fast just thinking about it right. as we speak. And it was last night. As soon so as was that word anger? was said to me. I was so shocked. Shock. I was in shock. Oh, good. Shock. Okay. okay. So shock I was is in this like shock and awe. Uh-huh. And gratefully, I immediately was like, mm, peace out. You know, like right. I just shut it right off, which I don't know. I'm still trying to process the idea. Um, I get to work through it tomorrow, but I mean, I'm processing it anyway, but I really just had to immediately change my mind. And I started humming and whistling and singing. Like I just had to decide immediately. Yeah. Am I going to think like, Oh, you run puke of a human brother, like all the negative throw up feelings. Right. Or was I just like, Nope, I'm just like, <laughs> you know, yeah. like I just had to decide like, no, that's not getting in. Yes. That is not getting in. Good. But that has taken so much work to get to that point. And I would have never in a million years believed that this human would say that, which I know. Okay. Right. Let's just say it's shut up, but <laughs> we don't really say that. I mean, we never. don't. We, I mean, my kids know, and I have one child right now that like, just thinks it's like, oh, you know, and I'm like, no, like for whatever reason, it's like a super bad swear word to me in my head. I don't know why I feel the but same it just way about hits it. Me. And then I'm like, Ugh. like, yeah. And some people say when you say shut your mouth, like that's more offensive, but to each his own. I don't mm -hmm. like that. It, I mean, it just hits me really hard and it did. It yeah. really did. Yeah. So, which, I mean, that starts us off with our R for recognize. Like what you just heard is that she recognized something's going on. I can feel it. I know it's happening. Okay. She was able to slow her brain down enough to know 
I am going to choose purposefully not to spin in negative thought right now. And I'm going to do something different. Like that is the work that we are trying to get across here that we are trying to help you learn and internalize to a T. That is it right there. But what I really want you to hear in this very first step of recognize is Ian Cron says something is going on. I can feel it. I know it's happening. He at no point makes it good or bad. Right. He doesn't say something has gone wrong. Right. Something is bad. Something is, you know, like what he says is something's going on. And that is how you neutralize a circumstance. You know, like she recognized that it hit her. It shocked her. And she probably had a slew of emotions come after that. But because she could slow it down, she recognized what was happening to her. She was able to purposefully make a decision to create a boundary, remove herself, and know that she needed to slow her brain down by humming and whistling. Like, beautiful, beautiful work. Okay, right. let's use another one real quick, too, okay. since we're here. Yeah. This is a different extreme. Okay. Yesterday, I also got a text message. The high school where two of my children go to school mm-hmm. got put on a lockdown right. for a gun threat. Okay. Now, we know in this world right now, especially in Texas, this is a hot topic. So what, right? So now tell us the feeling. Okay. So personally, for whatever reason, this one didn't hit me like the one last night hit me. Because my mind immediately went, and probably this is truly a gift from, I believe, in a spiritual nature. You know, the this Holy Ghost, the spirit that we feel inside, especially as moms. Because typically, a mom would hear that and be like, holy flip. And I did see lots of moms panic, panic on Facebook and stuff. Fear. You know, yeah. Right. But um, but I was just like, I've, I've taught my boys. Like, they're going to be okay. You know, Mm -hmm. they're little warriors. They go to school every day. And although I don't love it, I don't love sending them into, you know, the, the war zone, the danger zone every single day. It's just getting worse and worse every day as they've been to school this year, even particularly. But, um, you know, I hear that. And then somebody else drug overdose, like these are big things that are happening. And so recognize, like, as we're talking about are recognizing immediately when these huge circumstances hit, you do get to choose how you're going to feel about it yep. and what it's going to do to you inside. Yes. You know, it doesn't mean these things aren't going to happen. These, I mean, these are big things that just happened. Bam. Yesterday. Right. right? Um, they're going to happen all day, every day, but that moves us to a, which is allow the feeling. Right. Don't try and push it away. Yep. Um, and that's why I was saying last night, like, was it wrong to just start wishing? I tried to, I pushed it away immediately. So maybe that know. wasn't great. Like I'm just trying to process it. Away. I think that you recognized that you needed that mental space. You needed a coping mechanism at that time okay. to be able to move into a healthier space. Right. Like shock. What just happened? Because it says pushing it away is what happens on default. Yes. If you can, um, your in your put your inward gaze toward the feeling with compassion without judgment and without trying to fix or analyze it. Right. Now, mind you, you know, I got a a text of apology later, but I was like, at this point, I was like, I already had done that. I already had compassion, no judgment. This human was tired. This human was, you know, out of sorts, whatever. Like, I'm not justifying it for them. It's still unacceptable behavior in my opinion. Yes. But, um, 
I just didn't want to spin. Like I had a lot going, you know, I had a ball game to watch, like things were great. And I, it's not going to ruin the day as yeah. shocking as it was. Right. So, you know, you deal with these things and you realize that allowing the feeling is, is key, whatever that is, because bad things do happen when you get a, a you know, notification of a, a death or whatever, like you're going to have to feel that and grieve that and, and sit with that for a long time, potentially. So yes. some, sometimes we're going to hear things. And like I said, for some people that, that danger weapon threat may have been a way bigger feeling. Allow whatever you need to allow to get through it. Yes. Yes. Allowing is so big. I'm sure you feel like you've heard allow a million times from us here on the podcast. So Kind of a mindfulness. Well, and I kind of compare it to a being mindful about yes. circumstances. And as Alicia's been talking, you've heard me say several times, name the feeling. Because when you name the feeling, it is so much easier to allow for it. Right? Like it, it lets you make it more tangible and less connected. Right? Instead of just like this abstract thing where, you know, you, you don't know what you're feeling and you're just spinning. When you can name it, it brings you back to a presence where you can then allow for it, which I think is how you move into the next state. Because when you're allowing, remember, you're not trying to fix or analyze. And that could take a lot, a long time. Like the A part of this needs to take as long as it needs to take. Mm -hmm. If you still feel like you're in resistance, it's not time to move into the I, which is investigate. So once you're done allowing, you feel like, okay, I can sit with this. I can be okay. This is what I'm feeling. Then you can start investigating and asking questions of that feeling, right? After you name it, you describe it. I like to coach and teach on how to go into your body to process it, right? Then the other thing that I love is what do you need right now? And I also teach so much with my clients of you have a relationship with yourself. And a lot of times this is super beneficial to be done in front of a mirror where you can look at yourself in the eyes and say, what do you need right now? The investigation is going to be asking questions like that. What do you need right now? What's the story you're believing right now? Right? Because it's all a story going on in your mind. You have the actual circumstance and then you have the story or the meaning you're attaching to it, what you're choosing to think about it. Right? So just disconnecting enough to see the story out in front of you allows you to ask the next question of how can I help you out of it? Yeah, don't slip into a buffering situation. Right. <laughs> what is going to be the most meaningful action or not taking action to create the best outcome at this point, right? And then the other thing is when you when you don't need to take action, again, because you can't control other people, a lot of times our circumstances in life involve other people, how can I help you just be with it? Right? How can I help you have peace given a circumstance that is in some form or fashion uncomfortable for you right now? Right. And this is the point where you can make up whatever story you want yes. to help get yourself through it. Yes. You know? I mean, if you have to tell yourself that, you know, whatever, whether it's a, a real thing or not, of just... Um, just to get through a situation, like I said, you just, you know, you're just going to have to really be the master of your mind at this point. 
which I think is a beautiful way to move into the next one. As you just said, make up whatever story you want. It made me think about, we tell our children bedtime stories Mm -hmm. to nurture them. Right. Nurturing and so nurturing yourself. Um, Ian shares watching a mom cuddle and love on her baby. Mm -hmm. That's nurturing, showing up for yourself in love, gentleness, and kindness. Yeah. So, you know, do the things, like I said, after this, I knew this moment happened and I was able to go and watch a ball game and relax and sit with, you know, my son and be able to, um, to watch the game in peace and, you know, happiness. And although, um, my son wanted to ruminate on this circumstance that had just happened. I was like, but you get to choose. I was able to nurture him too yes. and be able to just talk with him through it and be able to be like, don't let these things change who you are. You know, that's the biggest thing is trying really hard to nurture yourself enough that you don't allow the world to change you and to canker you yes. and to harm you. And if you're nurturing yourself and doing that thought work and doing that, you know, be recognizing and allowing and investigating all before that or continuing through that process. You may cycle through all of those in any given moment as you're just continue to work through to this nurture stage. Sometimes there's a lot of people you have to work through, you know, as a mom that you do that all the time. You know, we're just nurturing. That's just who we are. And that process can be really beautiful as you teach and nurture yourself and others through these circumstances. Yes. You know, and it just made me think the the light bulb for me was I often find myself, you know, like if someone had screamed shut up at me. Oh, I just said it. It felt Ooh, yeah. horrible. I know. I was like, wait, what did you just say? And <laughs> <laughs> I just spit that all over. Woo. Just kidding. I just shocked you oh, again. Yeah. yeah. No, Oof. but yeah, like I, I would want to make that have a negative meaning. Yeah. I wouldn't want to feel good about it. And so that's not. I don't ever want you to hear me say, just choose to feel good about something that you don't feel good about. No. no if there's a violation, you it's still a violation. Yes. Like that doesn't, that that's choosing to be a victim or not be a victim of something that happens to you. Right. It doesn't mean that what happened wasn't wrong or, you know, like abuse is abuse, period. I don't care what you say, who you are. Like there are things that we don't choose to remain in. And that's absolutely true. Right. You know, but to be able to work through it and not stay stuck emotionally, you have to do these processes. Yes. Yes. And the reason I love this so much is because it's something that I feel like my brain can attach to immediately to help me come back to a neutral space. Right. So had I been in Alicia's situation, I just was kind of trying to envision or any hard conversation you have to have. A lot of times those hard conversations don't have a positive outcome or you don't want to attach a positive meaning to it. And so that's fine. But then having, being able to have my brain be like, okay, I feel I'm having the feeling. Let's go to rain. I just need to walk through those four things so that I can come back to the present. Remember that in this moment I'm fine and that I have me and I can get through this by using this tool. And those of you that know that we love country, let it rain, yep. let it pour. Yeah. Right? So letting it rain is good. It's a good thing. Yes, absolutely. So we hope that you've been able to find something beneficial in what we've shared with you today. And we will remind you of our mantra, as we do every week, that the happiness of your life depends on the quality of your thoughts. There you go. And make your face show it. 
I just noticed that <laughs> everywhere we go, even on TV, mm. everywhere, like just think of Elf as we move into Christmas time eventually. Like, right. smile. Yep. Smiling's my favorite. I just love smiling. <laughs> yes. Okay. So this was kind of just a funny envisionment for me. Um, Great. Yeah. And, you know, because I have a Caden. And because I belong to so <laughs> many, so many like special needs groups where, um, I just think all like the people who are willing to share photos of their children that, um, look different than a typical human. Every time I see it, I just, my heart just beams and I just feel so much love for <clears throat> the courage of, you know, people putting that out there. And so with this one, I thought, would you rather have the head, a head the size of a watermelon mm. or have a head the size of a tennis ball? <laughs> oh my gosh. And um, I just think of Caden carrying around his like giant watermelon sized head. I know. And he's, he's so cute. He is. He's just a skinny stick figure, but he's so yep. tall and he's got big hands and feet. He's going to be just fine. Yeah. But, um, but I also see people mm. that have these syndromes where they have really oh, yeah. super teeny tiny heads too. And I just love all of them. And I'm like, oh, which would I rather? Would I rather have like a Caden size head or one of these other darling little kids that I see that have these tiny little heads? I'm going to be loud and proud. I'm just going to, I got to have all the brains and all the, you know, I'm just, I think I'm going to pick big. All right. Go big or go home. See, and just I'm going to go small because I have neck pain. Oh, <laughs> You don't want to hold it up. You don't want to do the work to strengthen your neck. Oh, that's funny. I'm picking tennis ball just so that I can have something little and not so much pressure on my poor neck. Okay. I can see that. All right. Well, at least we'll still fit in the same space. (laughs) I know. We won't be bonking together. I know. That's so funny. Awesome. All right. Well, Well, live with that this week. Have a good one, everyone. Thanks for joining us on the Clarity Call. Please like and share it. And we'd love it if you'd leave us a rating and review. Be sure to check out ClarityCallCoaching.com to join our weekly newsletter and sign up for your first free coaching session. You can also connect with us on social media. We're on Instagram as The Clarity Call and on Facebook as Clarity Call.